1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Good morning, Michael. I do not know where you find the time to campaign for United Hot which is IsraelRescue.org, IsraelRescue.org, and write as astonishingly good an essay as you did for the Times of Israel this morning you're busy. You're a busy man. Where are you?
2: I'm actually at my mother's house. <laughs> it's a pit stop for Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm traveling to Houston and Philadelphia and Denver this week, and that, that'll be about wrap it up and then back to the war. But um, it's been extraordinary. It's been extraordinary going across the country, about you know, 12, 13 cities, uh, meeting with communities across the United States, hearing their, their deep, deep concern about hatred in this country, um, seeing fear in the eye of students at, at Cornell and Columbia, um, it's it's an historic moment. It's an historic inflection point, and everything hangs at the balance here. You know, everything I, I agree with you. You know, I've actually,
1: you know, I watch football to divert myself, but I've done nothing on Twitter except post who's on the show and about the hostage crisis and Israel's war of survival, because I actually think there isn't any other
2: story, Dr. Warren. Well, it's a story. It's not our story. It's a story of civilization. Yes. This is not a war between Hamas. This is, this is, a, sto- this is a story between... Between civilization and something very dark, between, between goodness and evil, and and that evil is out there, and safe, even in the form of, of anti-Semitism, I've come to a very stark conclusion over the course of the last month, Hugh, and that is that in many ways the Holocaust never ended, and that the that the the mindset that created the Holocaust that that Jews are not just hated but they're they're dehumanized, and um, that a, a genocide against the Jewish people can be turned to, to Jews are guilty of genocide, and, and it's it's that world that enables you know, the massacre of millions of people. And, um, and it's very frightening. And, we, and this is why we have to stay strong. This is why we have to face a, a decision I think that no government in history has ever had to face. Uh, maybe the British government World War II when they discovered, you know, they, they uncracked the Enigma uh, German codes and they couldn't let on that they knew that the codes had broken. So they let the German U boats attack certain convoys. I mean, I can't think of any more difficult decision then uh then this government has to make you know and that was what the article's is about the difficult decision between defending our country and defending our people
1: you know uh, dr horrible... Orin, i i never read sophie's choice and i never saw the movie because i couldn't bear it it, it is too right. uh haunting and you open your column today by talking about the disagreement between your son and your daughter and it must be the conversation that everyone in israel and actually the civilized world is having right uh what do we do? And I came to the same conclusion in a in a in a Twitter post. We got to hope that the death cult isn't really its leaders at least want to live and make a deal to escape to Iran in exchange for everyone and leaving. Isn't that the best result?
2: That would be the best result. I don't know. I can't guarantee there would be a result, but we have to keep the pressure up. We cannot let the world stop us. And, uh, and I, I hope our leaders will have that backbone and keep pressing on. Uh, even though there's rising pressures within Israel to, to have a ceasefire, all these families whose loved ones weren't released—think about them. A hundred thousand people protesting for a, a ceasefire within Israel the other day. So it's it, 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 this—the the pressure mounts both outside, inside. Just for your listeners who didn't know and didn't read the article, it's in the Times of Israel today. Uh, my daughter said to me, "You know, if 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 the country doesn't return, forget the war. The country has to just return the hostages, because if you don't return the hostages and prove once again that if our children." Uh, go into the army and fall prisoner, God forbid, the state won't, if the state doesn't do everything to return them, then I won't be able to send my own children to the army. And my son's reply was, if we don't destroy Hamas, we won't have a state with an army for you to send your kids to. And, uh, and that's the argument right there in a nutshell.
1: Dr. Oren, I have been reading a book that Dan Senor recommended to me. I'm almost done listening to it, actually. It's called Israel, a Nation Reborn by Daniel Oren. I don't know if it's any relation to you. And I thought no, I knew a lot right about Israel. But I, I don't know anything yeah. about it. The number of times that Israel has been gone through the furnace, 67, 73, the Intifadas, Lebanon War. This is the worst, actually. I think other than the War of Independence in 48, this is the worst.
2: Because... Oh, it's my the worst. Explain that to me. It's my the worst. Because, you know, in 67, 73, 82, 56, okay, these are our wars... Um, th- th- these wars were fought by mostly by men in uniforms with planes and tanks uh, far away from our cities, uh, up on the in the mountains ge- and in the desert um, and against armies. And this is not against an army. It's against a terrorist, uh, a terrorist uh, horde that is hiding underground in, in 300 miles of, tu- of tunnels. It's, it's something is so sinister, so t- satanic that have that have had, you know, over 240 uh, hostages. And this has taken place in our towns, in our communities, in our streets. And with a butchery, a savagery that was unimaginable, unimaginable even by Holocaust standards. Keep in mind, you know, the Germans were very industrialized about this. They they gassed people. They shot people. They didn't necessarily, you know, rip their breasts and harms and, and toes off and rape them multiple times and then photograph it for joy. Uh, it's, a, it's a level of Bestiality that we can't we can't contemplate. There literally is a, the Nazis were a certain way understood that what they were doing was wrong, so they wouldn't let anybody film it. Uh, these people were actually broadcasting it, so it, it is it is darker, deeper, and it's also existential, um, because if Israel were to give into a ceasefire, nobody uh, we have two hundred fifty thousand people who are homeless; they can't go back to their homes. Uh, large swaths of Israel become uninhabitable, um, and I don't know who's going to invest there. I don't know what tourists are going to come there. Um, So everything, everything hangs in the balance. And I I want to pick up on that.
1: What is the impact in the United States? I'm deeply disturbed by uh, the story in the Post yesterday that includes this quote. We're taking on a lot of water on Israel's behalf, said one senior official in the White House. What utter nonsense I wrote. Absolute idiocy. But the appeasement of the left is growing inside. Of the Democratic Party, Dr. Warren, I know you're not a partisan. You have lots of friends who are Democrats, lots of friends who are Republicans. Are you worried about this, that the idea that they're taking on water, that it even exists inside the White House?
2: I'm sure they are taking on water. And I think that, uh, you know, right now, so much of the the security and future of the state of Israel, and I will stress the security of the United States and the civilized world, hinges on the moral clarity of one man. And that man is Joe Biden. And he has moral clarity. He's a a religious man. He believes in God. He knows right from, he knows evil. He knows it exists in the world. You know, he is a Democrat. And the Democrats have made some truly, massive errors in the Middle East, building up Iran, legitimizing Iran, uh, distancing themselves from, from their allies in the Middle East, including Israel, Saudi Arabia, all that contributed to this war. But right now, only thing that counts is blocking that ceasefire. That sure. And if you have one person up there and blocking that ceasefire, I'm sure there's lots of people around him saying, what are you, crazy? You know, Israel and our jobs, we're all going to lose our jobs because of this, right? What's more important? And I haven't seen him give an inch yet, but we have to hope. We have to keep hoping that he will remain strong on this.
1: Um, I, I, you know, I, I am, man. I am with you on. I hope the president just looks at people side eyes if they're saying back away from Israel, but yeah. obviously they are. Doctor Oren, I want to ask you as well. What is going on inside of Israel? Because I've seen some signs that there is a cohesion that previously did not exist, a unification of a divided state yeah. that previously did not exist. Is that correct?
2: It's, it's this horrible irony, Hugh, that it took Hamas to remind us who we are, that we are a nation, we are a state, we are a people. Uh, and that's true for the Jewish people worldwide. Uh, it has reminded us, because we were deeply, deeply divided before this. And, and in certain ways, those divisions brought this on, as you know. Ham, you know Iran, Hamas, they looked at our divisions, and said, here, you know, Israel's vulnerable, we can strike now. Um, so they they reminded us. And um I think, you know, I think they went a bridge too far, old Hamas, didn't they? Oh. They didn't expect us to do that. They did not expect us to do this. We lulled them into into complacency because for, through five wars we didn't do this. But now we're doing it. And uh, and they, they will regret it because we cannot stop. We cannot stop. And, so uh, two so questions. Even, even if the
1: word were- two questions. One yes. is— How is the response to your campaign for RescueIsrael.org? Is it just Jews in the diaspora or is it Gentiles as well saying RescueIsrael.org is good for me? And do you expect a total realignment of Israeli politics around the defense of the nation going forward?
2: Okay, one for the, there's been tremendous outpouring of generosity for Hatzalah, and I'm deeply grateful to everyone who contributed to you too, Hugh. Uh, most of the contributions do come from Jewish sources, but if you are listening to this program and not a member of the Jewish people, please, please contribute. This is If you're a member
1: of life. civilization, if it's you're against Israel barbarism, wrong. go to rescueisrael.org. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. And yes, there'll be a realignment. There'll be a realignment. There's going to be a great uh, reckoning at the end of this, and many of the people you see in politics today will not be there tomorrow. And, uh... And as you know, if I'm always called to the flag, I'll be called to the flag. How much time do we have here? I want to show you something. We have three minutes. Okay. So I'm, I'm sitting in, in the house that I grew up in. And, uh, and uh, it's early in the morning. Everyone's asleep here. But I just my father uh, passed away almost three years ago. I'm sorry. And uh, he was a great hero, And he, um, he landed on Normandy Beach. He fought all the way through Europe. He and his brother um, liberated a concentration camp. I, I carry the photographs that they have. They, I gather them in my cell phone to remind me. But I, my father was—he um, enjoyed being a veteran and was very proud of his service. And he has a little bit of a war room, and I'm talking to you from inside his war room, so I can just show you a few things. Yes. I, w- I won't show you all the all the all the, uh, the weaponry here because it's quite a bit. <laughs> but I do want to show you this because you know, this is my father's medals for the war. Oh my goodness! Um, that's one bronze star. That's another bronze star. That's oh, the, my um, goodness. The, French, the French Legion of Merit. Um, Did he fight all the way across
1: he, France? Was he with Patton or was he with the other army group? He was
2: with Patton. Was Patton, Patton, Patton. He remember seeing Patton one time going up a jeep and taking, and urinating in the Rhine because he had promised to pee in the Rhine. <laughs> yes. But uh, he, um, he, he uh, was in the, in the front line of the Battle of the Bulge and um, actually blew up a German tank with a bazooka. He was very proud of his, his time in the Bulge, you see, the Ardennes, and uh, what a and great across uh, the Rhine River under fire. He cried in the Ross- Rhine River under fire and got another medal for that, uh, rolling back and forth. So this is my, I just I wanted to show you this because it basically shows you you know why I fight and why we have to fight. Um, I think really, it also
1: brings home the reality of the IDF in Gaza, where it is a very dangerous situation, and those soldiers, men and women. Yeah. Are, uh, I, lost, I believe the death count KIA in Gaza is 67 or 68. That does not include the slaughtered on 10-7 in the IDF. But those you young men and women are, are putting their lives on the line every single day.
2: You know, what this room reminds me of is that there is evil in the world and that you can fight evil and that we have to be strong. And that's the message of my, my late father in this room.
1: I'll and that. Do you, is that the resolve of Israel you think left, right, center, unpolitical, apolitical, completely political?
2: Oh, no, it's going it, to there's going to be a, it, there'll be there'll be tremendous politically up, political upheaval when this is over. I, I you know, we're, we're united right now, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, the core the future of the country is going to very much be determined by the political aftermath. of this. Uh,
1: I just hope they reject the ceasefire, even if the United States abandons them. And I'm more worried about the Democrats than you are. But I hope you're right, Dr. Orange that Joe Biden is committed and stays committed. Dr. Michael Orrin, follow him on X, V.R. Michael Orrin. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.